back to another edition of the Champs Corner Podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. We're glad to be back with you. High school football has just gotten started here in Alabama and in several other states across the country. Alabama will be playing in three weeks. It's a Labor Day Monday as we are recording this. But uh, we do have a lot to talk about since our last podcast. Alabama has picked up five verbal commitments for the 2021 class. We'll talk about those and give you some comps on those. But uh, Really wanted to, to get in touch with Mark Jennings and, and see how his life was was going on these days. So uh, let me bring Mark into the podcast. Uh, Mark, how you doing? Drew, as always, it is a pleasure to be on your podcast. It's Labor Day today. It's Monday. It's a, it's a fantastic national holiday celebrating our workers. I got my workers working twice as hard as usual on some stuff around the course. Uh, get, getting We're transitioning from the summer to the fall now. Uh, so we're pretty busy over here. Before you even ask me, I'll go ahead and tell you, Tom and my wife are doing great. Uh, the course is great. I've been breaking down some high school film. Unfortunately, you've got some liberal governors who have uh, uh, decided to shut down sports. Um, but, you know, frankly, that just means I get to focus more on, on players from around here. And that's probably beneficial for your podcast, Drew. You know, so we're, we're, at a, we're in a weird spot in our country right now. I just want to say how proud I am for some of the people and some of the progress that we're making as a country, uh, especially Coach Saban and the Alabama football program. Uh, you know, as, as the rumors out there, I just want to confirm that it's true. Coach Saban got a call from uh, future Vice President Kamala Harris praising him for his work in social justice. And I just want to say how proud I am to be a resident of Alabama and a part of the state that's now just a, a part of progress, and, and, and which is really a great, a great turnaround, as you know, Drew, from what we are known for throughout the country. Yeah, that, that, that's great to hear that, Mark. I was not not aware of that, but uh, you, you'll start to see some of these players really making some statements for social justice as the season starts in three weeks. It's actually already started, um, you know, college football. There were a few games this past weekend. Mark, I'm not not sure if you had a chance to watch any of those, but uh, also wondering, you know, we've had three weeks of Alabama high school football. What's uh, Have you been to any games yet in person? I have been, Drew. Week one, I went to that big Hoover Central Phoenix City game. Uh, I saw Hoover long snapper Carter Short, who's committed to Alabama. He's a pretty good player. He is. Uh, he doesn't have the pure talent that Thomas Fletcher does, but he might end up being an adequate replacement next year. Uh, in, in week two, next week, I went down to Mobile, and I was on the sidelines for the Spanish Fort St. Paul's game, which you probably saw or might have seen on the ESPN networks. I was there, Drew, and I uh, appreciate everybody texting me saying that you saw me on television. Uh, but I was there, Drew. So I've been out and about, Drew, traveling across the state, getting to see some fantastic high school players. Yeah, and, and you went to see Hoover play because they were playing all the way down in Phoenix City, right? Was that going to be your only chance to see Carter Short this year? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Drew, I don't want to go. I, I, it's it's much safer for me to drive all the way to Phoenix City. I would much rather make that that significantly longer round trip than make the short trek over to Hoover. Uh, because, you know, you're going into Hoover. It's basically like you're going into a different country these days. Um, you know, it reminds me of, of Fallujah, maybe, uh, you know, Aleppo, uh, uh, you know, it's just a war-torn area right now. And frankly, I, I'm surprised that the AHSAA even lets visiting teams still visit Hoover. Um, but say if that's something for, for me and, and my family, we're, we're just going to stay away from there for a while and hopefully things will get better. Yeah, hopefully they will. I had a chance to go there week two. I made it out all right. Uh, they played Bessemer City the week after the Central Phoenix City game. Last week was at Chelsea and Briarwood, but, um, you know, let's let's shift our gears a little bit to Alabama football. 
Crimson Tide have been practicing not every single day because of the, uh, you know, the COVID uh, restrictions. I think it actually they started the practice six weeks before the first game. But um, uh, it seems like there was a scrimmage about a week or so ago, Mark. What uh, you tweeted on your personal Twitter account, at Mark Jennings 55, a picture from that scrimmage, which I didn't think any fans would be able to go, but it's good to see they let you in. What, what can you share from that scrimmage? Yeah, it was August 28th through uh, that Saturday. Bryce Young didn't play. Um, that's probably out there by now. It's really none of anyone's business why he wasn't there, except for, uh, you know, Coach Saban, and his family, and, of course, me. Uh, but he'll be back in the mix for playing time. Uh, that shouldn't be too much of a concern for Alabama fans. Thomas Fletcher, he looked like the first-round draft pick I've been uh, touting him as for the, you know, during the scrimmage, snapping the ball. I haven't heard much positive regarding Keelan Robinson, so I can't promise he'll have an impact this year. Of course, the big uh, big running back out of Maryland. Ben Davis took some film tips for me this offseason, and he's putting himself in position to play. Um, so he might actually have an impact this year. Uh, other people, you know, it was leaked to the subscription sites out there that freshman linebacker Willie Anderson is going to be really good and going to have a great season. But frankly, Drew, as you know, and anyone who listens to the podcast knows that uh, if you've been listening – uh, you knew that from the day uh, we first mentioned him on here. So uh, that's not a surprise to me that Willie Anderson is going to be a big-time player. Yeah, I remember when we had this podcast about him not long after he committed. Uh, it's going to be great to see what kind of impact he makes for the Crimson Tide this fall. It's going to be a lot of true freshmen probably at least getting snaps here and there, especially if people are having to sit out games because of uh, quarantines and contact tracing and all that. Uh, Mark, as far as some young guys that we may not be reading about on some of the subscription sites uh, – who are, who are some guys who that you're hearing might be maybe surprise names that could be doing well this year? Well, one name that really stands out to me that really took me by surprise is Kevin Harris the second at the linebacker position. He's really looked good so far. Tanner Bowles on the offensive line. And, frankly, I think sophomore linebacker Christian Harris is going to be an All-American this year. Um, you know, you don't hear a lot about him after last year, but those people don't have the insight into practices like I do. So I'm expecting a big year out of Christian Harris. Yeah. So the season starts, I believe it's uh, the 25th, um, but Alabama is going to open up the year at Missouri, and then they're going to be back at home the following week, uh, excuse me, September 26th at Missouri. The following week, October 3rd, Saturday against Texas A&M, 2.30. Hopefully it'll still feel like a little bit of summer here. I know you're going to be wanting it to be hot for uh, your dip and dot sales with the reduced capacity this year, Mark, uh, how will that affect your, your dip and dots uh, business? Drew, I, I'm pretty excited about it, Drew. Uh, you know, we, you've got a smaller amount of people, people there, but those people all have a willingness to pay that is significantly high. And I'm looking forward to gouging my prices for dip and dots, really extrapolating as much uh, profit out of I can after those high, for those at, out of those high income and, and, high-income earners and high-wealth people that will be attending the game. I'm going to be able to raise prices and actually increase my profits, Drew, uh, through, even though the uh, obviously I'm going to sell less of them. But the prices are going to be so astronomically high, Drew. And, of course, as always, we're going to pray for unbearable heat. Um, I'm expected to make uh, more profits than I did last year. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, I look forward uh, – do you have a – plan for that yet as far as any new flavors or is that for a later podcast i i am working with mr burn he's going to tell me what what who is sitting where because there's only twenty thousand uh, people in attendance i can know the exact identity of people uh and where they are sitting and i'm going to wait to get that information before i tailor my plan uh as to where i'm going to put my carts and and you know some carts going to have really high prices 
uh, you know, around the Ivory Club and all that. Uh, and then some carts, some carts have priced a little lower, maybe in the upper deck. But uh, uh, you'll be able to get your dipping dots, people. Don't worry about it. I'm very excited about it. You know, Mr. Burns all about having dipping dots at the game. Uh, to him, that's much of a staple of Alabama football is Rammer Jammer or Dixieland Delight or, uh, you know, all the other great traditions that come with Alabama. I'm proud to, to be a part of that with my dipping dots. And, and these will be – some will be alcohol-flavored dipping dots, correct? Of course, Drew. I'm not ready to announce exactly what that flavor is going to be for the first home game. I believe it's October 3rd. Uh, but we're going to have that menu, that special menu, ready to go. Good. I can't wait to hear about that. So, uh, you know, college basketball season, you know, it's coming up closer. You know, we're two months away, essentially, from what should be the start of the college basketball season under normal times. Um, you hear a lot about maybe getting some teams in a bubble and playing, some, you know, some non-conference games here, there, then, you know, maybe another bubble. Uh, I'm not really quite sure how it would work, Mark, or if it would work, because there's three, more than 300 Division One college basketball teams have you been working with any administrators on any plans about that i have been i've been working very closely with uh mr sankey about getting the bubble ready let's be honest Drew. it'd be very easy to get these uh these big time athletes these big time schools but uh, you know they don't have the same type of typical college experience that most college students do so getting them in a bubble and getting all their classes online um, or giving them the ability to take all their classes online is not as difficult as people seem um, I, I think it's a great idea for college basketball uh, to keep people safe. I think that's something that really the NCAA should be spearheading right now. But as, as you know, there's a significant lack of leadership coming out of Indianapolis these days. And so uh, the SEC is moving forward with creating a bubble um, to, get, to, get all, to get the SEC, the SEC schedule in and get that going. Okay. Um, what do these players need? You know, what do these student athletes need if they're going to be stuck in a bubble? For this whole well, time. you know, that's the thing. If they're going to be stuck in a bubble for three months, we got to figure out who can visit. Um, you know, we want family to be able to visit. You know, every once in a while, we're going to want to be able to go out, maybe get something to eat. Um, I'm personally fighting for conjugal visits to the players. Uh, that's certainly a need that uh, uh, young, strong men uh, at that their age are going to have. They need those conjugal visits. Uh, but that's all the details, Drew. Frankly, uh, I feel good about the progress that we are making uh, towards getting a college basketball bubble. And I'm pretty excited about it, Drew. I'm, I'm looking forward to the bubble and seeing how it works. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it works, too, because I think Coach Oates will have a pretty good team this year. So hopefully we'll have somewhat of a college basketball season and especially an NCAA tournament, which we missed last year. Hey, Mark, um, some news here on a couple of friends of the podcast. First, uh, one, actually, this was one of our longtime – or one of our guests from a long time ago, Bama Pro Updates on Twitter, at Bama Pro Updates. He now has a website. It's really good. If you go to BamaProUpdates.com and you want to know about what's going on, he's got daily recaps. He's got Pro Athletes of the Week. And it had just been on his Twitter page, with, which probably has about 2.5 million followers right now, Bama Pro Updates. But uh, what do you think about his website, Mark? I think it's a pretty good idea. Well, I'm kind of disappointed in him, Drew. You know, he's got this grassroots following, following that's uh... – a very loyal group of people, and he basically sold all them out for the corporate world. Uh, frankly, I think he forgot who, uh, who, who made them. You know, it's not like me, Drew. I'm still doing this podcast for free despite our millions of listeners. So that's unfortunate whenever you see somebody sell out uh, for money. Frankly, I thought he did it because he loved the players and he loved the kids and wanted to get them some uh, accolades. But uh, it's unfortunate that's not the case anymore. Um, you know, so if you guys want to go visit BamaProUpdates.com, you can. 
and learn about where the great athletes are going. There's probably going to be a billion ads on there you have to click through to get there. But uh, you can go to BamaProUpdates.com and, and now and see where all your uh, favorite old Alabama players are. Has he reached out to your golf course to try to sell advertising? If he did, Drew, I just wouldn't pick up the phone. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of exploiting these amateur athletes for money, and uh, that's just not something I'm going to be a part of, Drew. I understand. And, Mark, another one of our loyal listeners, William Galloway, who has a podcast of his own called the Galloway Podcast, G-A-L-L-O space W-A-Y. He gets about, you know, 2,500, 3,000 listeners, but he's done some pretty good interviews, you know, the one with Michael Casagrande notwithstanding. But he had a courageous podcast where he admitted that he contracted the coronavirus. Thankfully for William, he is uh, 100% all clear now. He's able to go out in the real world. He's even been on TV a few times. I don't think he said how he got coronavirus unless I wasn't listening closely enough. But, Mark, um, it seems like you may have a little bit more insight into that. Yeah, you're right, Drew. He does have a really good podcast, first off. You know, his name's William William Galloway, and he calls it the Galloway Podcast. So I want to congratulate him on being real creative with the name of his podcast. But it is a really good podcast. You can go check it out. And uh, I'm sorry that he got the, 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 the disease known as coronavirus, Drew. Um, but I'm glad he's over it now. Frankly, I was worried at the beginning that he brought it to my fireworks spectacular because he was in attendance. Um, but apparently he got it uh, during one of my basketball recruiting events. Um, you know, uh, Will Wade, uh, he found – William found out that Will Wade's going to be at one of my recruiting events. And, of course, you know, where Will Wade comes or wherever Will Wade goes, William Galloway is sure to follow. So, um, Coach Wade wasn't feeling well. Um, and I told him to stay away, but he had to see some best, some of the best prospects in the country. And uh, I'm pretty sure how that's how uh, William Galloway contracted the disease known as coronavirus. Yeah, that's that's what I would have figured as well. He's not going to go around and tell everybody that, but everybody knows that William loves him some Will Wade. So um, you know, hopefully everybody's feeling good now, and I'm sure LSU will have a great season. When we finish the podcast, it's just a short one this week because I know you're breaking down so much film. We're not going to take any listener questions just because of the time and, and the volume. But before we get to these new commits for Alabama, can you at least just tell everybody how they could reach you on email and through through other social media forms? Absolutely, Drew. If you want to find me on Twitter, I love talking to you guys on Twitter, uh, really conversing with all my fans. Uh, my Twitter handle is at MarkJennings55. That's one word, at MarkJennings55. You can also find me at email. You my email address is markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. That's markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. I'll be honest with you, I haven't checked the email in probably four or five years. So if you sent me an email from after 2016 or so, I probably haven't checked it. But uh, uh, you can email me if you want. I'll get around to it at some point. The best way to find me is probably on Twitter at my Twitter handle. That's at markjennings55. All right. Uh, maybe Yorgo's going through your emails. Um, our intern Yorgo, or your intern Yorgo, excuse me. Uh, the first one we will talk about is the quarterback. That's Jalen Milrow out of Katy, Texas. Alabama gets another quarterback named Jalen out of the state of Texas. He's a four-star recruit. And Alabama had Drake May committed for a little while, but he flipped North Carolina. And a few months later, Alabama gets their commitment for the class of 2021 at that position, Mark. So tell us a little bit about Jalen Milrow. Yeah, when Drake May originally committed, I, I was hesitant to, to confirm that he was going to end up in Tuscaloosa. I always thought he might have been a little scared of SEC competition. So uh, I, I encouraged uh, his high school coach to stay in contact, or Jalen Milrose's high school coach to stay in contact with Alabama. 
Uh, and it looked like it paid off for him. He's your prototypical, you know, four-star dual-threat quarterback, runs it. He, he, he's got great speed, needs to work a little bit on his uh, – he's got a strong arm, needs to work a little bit on reading defenses and his accuracy. But he's got a chance to be a pretty good player, Drew. I, I, I like him a lot. Um, frankly, I think he, he's a better fit for what Coach Sarkeesian wants to do at Alabama more than Drake May is. So, I think this is a good pickup for Alabama, uh, especially after last year picking up Bryce Young. Uh, have a guy who's going to come in who's a pretty solid player that could be a backup for Bryce Young. Uh, it's hard to get two, uh, two five-star quarterback commits in consecutive years. But so uh, I think it's a good get for Alabama. When I watch Jalen Milrow play, he reminds me of another kid out of the, the state of Texas, out of another big-time program in Texas, out of Allen, Texas, went on and played in the SEC West, went on to be a pretty fine player. Of course, I'm talking about Casey Dick. Do you remember Casey Dick, Drew? Yeah, is he the one who took all the snaps when they had, like, Darren McFadden and Felix Jones and, uh, you know, Peyton Hillis back there in the backfield, those Arkansas That's teams? That's correct. That's correct. Drew ended up playing in uh, – I think he started for two years for Arkansas. Uh, played in the uh, – for two pretty good teams, the 2007-2008 Arkansas team, played in the Capital One Bowl, played in the Cotton Bowl in, uh, after 2008 – or 2000, in 2008 Cotton Bowl, Drew. Has, uh, the quarterback was a pretty good team, Drew. Yeah, he was one of the best quarterbacks that I can remember in SEC history. Uh, another pretty highly ranked recruit is Damon Payne out of Michigan. It's Belleville, Michigan, five-star defensive tackle. Uh, at least as far as the subscription sites go, you can tell us your uh, your thoughts on Damon Payne as well. But big defensive lineman from Michigan, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, Drew, it's going to be prime picking for the SEC schools going to the Midwest and getting some big-time players this year. you got all these, uh, you know, these these great high school athletes don't want to go to a school in the Midwest that's going to shut down over uh, – uh, the the, where they're not going to be able to play while other teams around the country are playing. So, uh, David Payne's a good player, Drew. He's a, a subscription site. He's having ranked as the top 20 player nationally, the five-star player. I don't totally buy into that. I think he's probably more of a four-star player. Um but, you know, one thing I do like about him, he has real violent hands, Drew. Uh, he's, a, you know, he's 6'3", 300 pounds. He got those real violent hands. He's pretty athletic. He reminds me a lot of a guy who originally from the state of uh, – or went to high school in the state of Arizona right outside Phoenix and played, played ball in the Pac-8, ended up being a big-time uh, college football player. Of course, I'm talking about Deion Jordan. Do you remember Deion Jordan, Drew? Yeah, is it the same Deion Jordan out of the Northwest who earned uh... – First team Pac-12, Pac-8 honors in 2011 and 2012. Or are we talking about a different Deion Jordan? That's the same. That's the same uh, Deion Jordan uh, we're talking about. Drew a first round pick in 2013, I believe, and bouncing around the league a little bit. Uh, so I, I, you know, I expect to have for David Payne to have the same type of career Deion Jordan does uh, once he develops. He's gonna be a pretty good player. All right. Uh, Alabama got another defensive line commit from just up the road in, at Ramsey High School in Birmingham, Tim Keenan the third, and he, a lot of people think he might be the, you know, one of the top, you know, two or three prospects in the state this year. Uh, what do you think about Tim Keenan? Yeah, I like Tim Keenan the third a lot. Drew him and Damon Payne have the have the uh, the possibility to be really uh, studs in that defensive line and anchor that defensive line for years to come for Alabama. Um, it's right out of Birmingham. 6'2", 325 pounds. He's got a lot of, uh, you know, he's got to get out of that high school body and get in that big-time college weight training program and and turn a lot of that muscle, that fat into muscle. Uh, so I don't expect him to contribute his first year, but I expect him to be a pretty strong player as he uh, as he progresses. Okay. Uh, do you have a comparison for Tim Keenan? I do, Drew. Uh, he reminds me a lot of a player who I first saw in the uh, nation state of Tonga. 
and I convinced to move to the United States uh, when he was younger. Uh, ended up uh, going to Utah, becoming a Mormon, and playing in the, at the University of Utah. Of course, I'm talking about Star Lotulalele. Do you know Star Lotulalele, Drew? Yeah, is he the one who was also a first-round pick in that in that massive 2013 draft? Yeah, 2013 was a great draft, Drew, uh, for defensive linemen. He was a first-round pick. Uh, you don't see a lot of first-round picks coming out of uh, the, the, the state of Utah, but uh, he's a fantastic player, Drew. Uh, and I, I'm sure he's going to have a great season this year uh, for whatever NFL team he's a part of. Yeah. I think so as well. Hey, uh, defensive backfield, Alabama looks to get Kyrie Jackson out of East Mississippi Community College in Scuba. Maybe you helped him move down from the north uh, northeast down to Mississippi, play uh, play in a tough junior college league. What can you tell us about Kyrie Jackson? Yeah, really athletic CB, the kind of quarterback that uh, Coach Saban likes, has the great ball skills. You know, I encouraged him. He has the opportunity to play Juco ball in the spring. I encourage him not to do that so he can keep that extra year of eligibility for uh, Alabama when he shows up in the fall. So uh, I'm excited for him, Drew. He reminds me of a, of a – he's 6'3", 197. He's a taller version of another great cornerback who's, who's only 5'10", but another, just a, in terms of physical ability and skills at this level, the, their development, they're very similar. And that safety I'm talking about, Drew, is Earl Thomas. Do you remember Earl Thomas, Drew? Yeah, Earl Thomas uh, out of uh, West Orange Stark High School in Orange, Texas. That's correct. Drew went on to play uh, college over there in the Big Eight at the University of uh, the Southwest Conference, excuse me, at the University of Texas, uh, 2010 first-round draft pick. He's actually – he's my wife's favorite player too, Drew. So, uh, my wife loves Earl Thomas, and she's a huge fan. And uh, maybe, maybe Kyrie Jackson will be her new favorite player, Drew. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I hope so. It seems like Earl Thomas uh, – is is definitely very popular with the ladies. Is that right? I don't know, Drew. I, I don't keep up with their personal lives, Drew. Frankly, it's not any of my business what these players do off the field. understand. All right, well, the last commitment we'll talk about is Monkel Goodwine. He's another pretty highly ranked defensive end out of uh, Maryland. What can you tell us about Monkel Goodwine? Yeah, he's a he's a strong side defensive end, Drew. He's more of a you know that run stopping defensive end, but he's pretty athletic, Drew. He has more than enough ability to get to the passer if you need him to on a, on third down and make big plays in the backfield on the quarterback. Uh, he, he's a good player, Drew. You know, Alabama's got a pretty good pipeline going out of the state of Maryland these days, so it's not surprising to me they picked up another one. He reminds a lot of a guy out of the uh, SEC country over in Western Row, Louisiana, went on and really some. Played some fantastic defenses back in the early 2010s. Uh, really some of the best defenses I've ever seen in the SEC uh, over there at LSU. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Markevious Mingo. Do you remember Markevious Mingo, Drew? Yeah, Mark. Is he the one who at the 2008 Region 1 5A meet, he took gold in the 400-meter dash with a personal best of 48.92 seconds? Yeah, Drew, were you there? No, but I heard about it. I can't – I've heard about it. Were you there? Yeah, I was there, Drew. It was really impressive seeing a guy his size move that quickly. You know, I, they, they, I heard about this guy. They wanted me to come see this defensive lineman out of, uh, out of Louisiana. They told me to come see him at a track meet. I thought that was pretty weird. But I went down there, and I'll be darned if he, if he didn't win a gold medal in that race, Drew. And that's when I knew he was going to be a fantastic player with that type of athletic ability. Yeah, and didn't he run the lead leg on the relay races too, the 200, 4 by 200 and the 4 by 400 squads? 
I thought he was the anchor. Are you sure he was the lead? Uh, I can't remember. You were the one who was there. I, 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 it's, been, it's been, you know, 12 years. Uh, I, in, the, in the back of my mind, I had him as the anchor leg. But he might have been the, league le- the lead leg. I have, to, I have to go back and, and look at my old film and tapes, and I'll get back to you. Okay. And, yeah, this is another guy who came out of that really elite 2013 NFL draft in the first round. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Drew, he was. Can't, you had three Alabama guys going in the first round, D. Milliner, Chance Warmack, and D.J. Fluker, and then all these guys that we're talking about here. So, anyways, um, that will wrap up this edition of the Champs Corner Podcast featuring Mark Jennings. Please go search and subscribe. Uh, go to Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox. You can find us. Please share with all your friends. And uh, I guess, Mark, in a few weeks, hopefully we'll be previewing the Alabama football season. Yeah, Drew, we're less than three weeks away from the SEC conference football season getting started. So, uh, hope I talk to you again before then. Yeah, thanks for joining me again this week. All right, I'll talk to you later, Drew. All right, you guys have a great rest of your Labor Day. Bye.